And welcome to WHIP Radio's Wake Up Call. And happy Monday, everybody. It is a good day. It is. It is. It's Um, bright and early. Yeah. How are we feeling, Rachel? I haven't seen you in forever. (laughs) This is literally the first time that Corey and I have seen each other since the end of the last semester. So it it feels like a a family reunion, okay? Literally. Um, But yeah, today is honestly a good day. We got past all the winter storms, okay? It's a Monday. It's crisp outside. I'm ready to get the semester started. I'm ready to do well. I feel optimistic today. How How about you? I'm feeling good. I'm really feeling good. I woke up, I came up with this idea that I need to eat breakfast before I come to the show, because I just wouldn't eat breakfast, and it was getting limited to like one to two meals per day, mm. and so you know what, I was like, you know what, I'm going to get up, I'm going to get some freshens, and get a little breakfast going, and you know, get to the show, and I did it, and it's like, I feel like I've accomplished something. No, yeah. Because like, you know, it just set my day, it prepared me for a great day, you know, it's Monday, and I feel like Mondays really kind of determine you're weak. You know, the energy you put into a Monday is the energy you're going to have throughout the whole week. Low key. Low, Low key. Because if the Monday starts off weird, then you're like, oh, I hate this week. Oh, I can't. Literally. You and then I mean? it's a wrap. It's right. done. Right. It's completely right. wasteful week. And they also say breakfast really gets your energy up. They do say that. It does. I'm starving right now. And I, I, I love this show, but I can't think of anything other than the tacos that I'm going to eat later, like straight up. From your taco place? Yep. Tell them about your taco place, because I know about your obsession, but I don't think they know about your obsession. So there's <laughs> this taco spot right down the street, right? The guy's a sweetheart. I completely forget the name of the taco spot, but I really do. Wow, right. <laughs> I want him in one day for an interview just okay. to talk about running a business on the campus and all of that good stuff. He has the best tacos in Philadelphia thus far, and I'm a big fan. So you guys are going to learn about this dude soon. Like, seriously, we're going to get him on the show. I'm passionate. I'm passionate. Have, have you been to Elvez? No. Downtown? No. Center City? Mm-mm. So we went there for one of my friend's birthdays, and it's like this big like Mexican food place. They have like 5,000 something reviews online. Five, 4.9 something stars. So I'm curious to see if you would like their tacos better than this place's tacos. Honestly, I'm really passionate about holes in the wall. Like give me something that no one knows the name of. Give me something that's in the corner. Like, you know what I mean? Like right. where their kids are working there too. Like I want the whole I nine. Love that. Right. Cause if it's not that, like if it's a huge franchise owned by someone who's not of the culture, I don't care. I don't care. But I'll eat it. I like food, so yeah. No, that's so real. That's so real. You know, over this past few days when we've had snow, lots of snow. You know the food places weren't open? The food trucks or all the places no, on like, campus? On campus. Like they weren't opening at their regular time. So we went down there. Some of the places weren't open. I was like, just because there's snow doesn't mean we shouldn't have access to food. Yeah, that sucks, actually. It was awful. I was so mad. I was like, I'm hungry, too. So, literally, I didn't leave my dorm, like, at all. I was in the bed. I was in my pajamas for three days straight. Oh, no, wait. Did I you thought, not? I thought the campus, um, the cafeteria was open. Yes, it is open. But, but depending on where you live, that's, like, a 10-minute walk. Mm-hmm. And it's mediocre food. Mm-hmm. So, walking, like, 10 minutes for mediocre food, to me, isn't worth it. Yeah. You know they changed the name of it, too. It's no longer J&H Dining Hall. It's now called, I heard the dish. Ooh, classy. I like that. It sounds classy. Yeah, that's cute. I should go. I haven't been yet. Yeah, neither have I. I Wait, can you go to the dining hall if you don't have a meal plan? 
Can uh, you like pay or something? Uh, probably. I know that on other campuses, like if you're off campus or something like that, you can do like a one-time fee to walk in and eat the food. But I never thought to do it because I got my tacos down the street and then I got really? the. So it's not like I, I have no like inclination to go there. But that's fair. I want to try it just to say I was on campus. So. You should. I'm a student, right? Like we should. You should yeah. try it. It's right. definitely cafeteria food. And I promise you it's the same thing every time. I would go there every now and then with my friends. They go mm. way more than I do. Mm. I just refuse to go all the way across campus, especially in the cold. Maybe one day we can do a taste test and like we put should. it on the Instagram page. We should do a taste yeah. test of yeah. the dish. Yeah, I agree. The I dishes agree. need to be dishing. Right, right, right. But let's get into some local Philadelphia news party people. As we said, it's a Monday, but we also do have some Philly news. Mm-hmm. Starting off with some sad news. Have you ever, first of all, have you ever eaten French toast bites? No. Have you? I've had French. Hold on. I need to see what they look like. So I French toast bites. French toast bites. Okay, so there's the French toast bites that are sold that are frozen. And then there's the local Philadelphia French toast bites that we all know. So the <laughs> the owner and creator of the French toast bites in Philadelphia, um, Sharice McGill, she died at 42. And this happened last week, but I felt that because she's a, a Temple alumna, that we should just respect that today. Um, and because we didn't get to uh, air our show on Friday. So, you know... You know, rest in peace, okay, Sharice. You've you've done great for the community. You've always supported the community. You're a huge contributor to education and business in Philadelphia. You know, she 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 was a sports and sports management uh, major at Temple. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, wow. you know, she did her thing. She did her thing. Um, she lived her life. It, it's 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 hard to you know deliver that news, but it is what it is. Life happens, you know. But rest in peace, Sharice. You you really you really did your thing. All right. No, um, that's so sad, especially yeah. because she's a Temple student. But like, I feel like that now gives us a bigger reason to go support her business. Yeah, it really does. Like, let's go to French toast bites. Like now, I'm curious to try it. No, At yeah. first, I was thinking cinnamon crunch toast. Those, you know, like the ones that come in the bag. Yeah, I yeah. was thinking of that when I heard of French toast bites. I didn't realize it was an actual place to go to. Yeah, like it's it's it's. We gotta try it. We gotta try that. Next um, taste test. Yes. So we have the dish and we have Philly toast, French toast, French toast bites. Yes, yes. It seems like a oh, it's a truck. It's yeah, or it looks like Let's a truck. French. French toast bites, Philadelphia. Yeah. Location. So it's it's within another establishment. Right. So then it's a popular meal in the establishment called um, Local Artisan Foods, which I've never been. I, I know nothing about the. So we definitely have to try a lot because Corey and I, we're, we're really not locals to Philadelphia. And Hello. I really want to get into the Philadelphian community. You know what I mean? No, um, but yeah, outside of local news, guys, we're going to run through some club announcements real quick. All right. BSU. Uh, Corey's new club, okay? Yes! Right. Co-event coordinator people. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, they're having a town hall meeting today at 6 p.m. in the Student Center Cinema, and trivia will also be happening there. So, guys, pull up. You guys are going to win some prizes, okay? And on top of that, the J&H Hall, or also the... The dish. dish. <laughs> um, they're hosting their Weigh the Waste event this week, where if you would like to volunteer to collect and weigh wasted food at J&H, you can head on over to Al Connect and secure your volunteer spot for that. But as for Temple news and events, that's pretty much all. So, guys, we're going to be back in a few, okay? And when we come back, we're going to talk about Gypsy Rose. I'm Ooh. so hype. I'm so hype. All right. Um, so enjoy the music, and we'll be back in a few. <laughs> I'm not going
Welcome back, everyone, to WHIP Radio's Wake Up Call. It is time to get into our segment two, where we're going to get into this real news, the real deep stuff. Yeah, right? Right? So, Rachel, hit us with it. Okay, guys, I've been waiting to talk to someone about this because it seems as if no one is as invested as me. Like, I'm literally in a Reddit group for Gypsy Rose Blanchard, and I'm, I'm just, it's... I'm so fascinated by the sequence of events, right? So if you guys don't know, she suffered years of abuse at the hands of her mother, Claudine, quote unquote, Dee Dee Blanchard. They call her Dee Dee, right? Um, She was able to convince Dee Dee, her mother, was able to convince doctors, nonprofits, and family members that Gypsy Rose Blanchard had leukemia, asthma, muscular dystrophy, and plenty of other diseases. So this woman sat there, shaved Gypsy's head bald, okay? She pulled out Gypsy's teeth. She forced Gypsy to sit in a wheelchair, and Gypsy had to pretend to be disabled. Not to mention, both Dee Dee and Gypsy were on a lot of drugs because the mother would get all these pills to, you know, from these diagnoses, and she would use them, I, I guess, to abuse it herself and give it to her child so that her child oh looked... Oh, my gosh. Right? So... Gypsy Rose experienced a lot of abuse. And this abuse is very different, right? It's not the kind of abuse where, oh, the parent would lock their child up in a basement kind of abuse. This kind of abuse was Gypsy was able to go to Disney World. She was able to meet celebrities. She was on television. They had a house built for them. They had thousands of dollars of donations. So, like, on a surface level, it looked like she lived a great life. But the fact that she had to... At the grown age of, like, I believe she was 18, 19, 20 years old, she had to pretend to be a much younger age. She was treated as if she was a child. She never got to live the life that she wanted to live. So, in 20, I believe 2015, 2016, Gypsy met this boy. She got her boyfriend to murder her mother. And... In 2016, she was found guilty of aiding her ex-boyfriend at the time in the murder of her mom. So she served eight years in prison. And right before the end of 2023, she got out of prison, right? So people were going crazy. The whole internet blew up. We all love Gypsy Rose. Ah, ah, ah. But now that the dust has settled a little bit and Gypsy's out and about, she's doing interviews, all this good stuff, people are now questioning whether or not she's a murderer. And whether or not she should have gotten the same sentence as her boyfriend, who served life. So, I gave you the rundown, okay? You said you didn't watch the documentaries, right? I did not. Did you watch any YouTube videos on her or anything? Do you know about it? I know about the situation. Mm. She was on my, like, Instagram and everything. But no, I didn't watch a lot of videos about Mm. it. Because, like, it seemed very depressing. And me and depressing stuff don't go well together. So, I was like, you know what? I'll read what we have for the show. And I've seen it a little bit here and there. I know about what happened. My family and I briefly talked about it. But, no, I didn't watch any videos. I didn't watch any interviews. I heard her talk a little bit. I saw on the Instagram about her and her new boyfriend. Right. That was all I saw. And then people saying that he looks like her mother. Yeah. Do you think that? I don't. I think he and her mother are large. And that's pretty much it. Um, I don't. I don't think they look Because I was like, that's just a... I feel like people are just so negative. Like, that, I think this is an unnecessary comment. To me, I feel like that's, like, people trying to bring back the abuse her mother caused her yeah. into her new life. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's just messed up. Like, no one needs to hear that. And no one knows, for real. That's so, what like, I'm saying. Like, at the very least, right? Um, I think we should take the facts and just kind of, like, zoom out here, okay? So, at the end of the day, 
she convinced and aided her boyfriend, who seems to have uh, mental disorders in his own right. She aided him in murdering her mother. Now, granted, she didn't kill her mother, but she cleaned up the mess. She lied about it with him. All that good stuff. Right. Do you think she should have served life with her ex-boyfriend? Do I think she should have served life? Yes. Only because he only killed her because of her. Mm-hmm. You hear what I'm saying? But the other thing is, too, I feel like considering her situation and the abuse she faced, I don't feel like she... I, I think it was almost like self-defense. This is not me condoning this behavior in any kind of way, but it was self-defense. Your mom has done... I don't condone killing. I don't <laughs> condone murdering. I don't condone anything of the sort. Right. But... I feel like to her, that was she was protecting herself. You've lied to me my whole life. You forced me to lie to the world. You forced me to act like I have all these problems when I don't. And so I feel like the real issue should have been her mother. And if her boyfriend was able to know that her mom was doing this, her boyfriend could have also told the cops. You know, they could have done anything to get the mom in trouble versus killing her. I think there's an alternative to killing her. I don't think that was the right solution. But I see... I'm trying to get into this place in my life where I understand different point of views and I understand her point of view. I don't think what she did was right, but I think in her head it was more like self-defense. You've caused me to go through this my entire life. Um, If anything, I definitely do think she should have been charged with the same thing her boyfriend was charged with, even though she technically didn't murder him, but murder her mom. But he only murdered her mom because she instructed him to. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of unfair. And I'd kind of be mad if I was the boyfriend. Yeah. I, that I'm I, only in here because of you. Yeah. Listen, there are no winners in this situation, okay? The mom's dead. She's been through abuse. And the boyfriend has his own demons that he's fighting, right? But if you saw the confession tapes, it is so weird. So the boyfriend is sitting there talking to the cop. He's like, yep, I did it. Yeah, I, I did it. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I just, I love Gypsy, and I just wanted to help mm-hmm. her out. I wanted to be her king. Like, he thought he was in a fairy tale almost, right? He expressed how he has different personalities. He expressed oh. how his evil personality comes out when he has to protect the ones that he loves. So, obviously, I don't know if it was, un- it seems as if it was undiagnosed, but obviously this man had some things that he was dealing with as well. For sure. So, the same way... You know, Gypsy was vulnerable and Gypsy, you know, didn't have all the right resources. It seems as if he didn't either. Right. Right. So it's like. It's either the both of them serve life. This is my opinion. It's either the both of them serve life or the both of them serve like eight year sentences. Right. Right. Because at the end of the day, if he's a a threat to society, she probably is, too, because I've never been through any of this kind of abuse. So I don't know what they're going through. But for the solution to be murder. That's a crazy solution. (laughs) No, it is. That is a crazy solution. Right? Like, you must have really been in a position where you didn't see any other way out. That's the only, like, your back has to be against the wall to even come to that conclusion. So, it's it's rough. It's rough. Do you you think her ex-boyfriend was a victim at all? Of the mom? Of, of, of Gypsy. Hmm. Because now people are saying that because he wasn't in his right mind either, that Gypsy took advantage of him. Like, there's this whole other take of Gypsy pride on someone who was vulnerable and made him do her dirty work. I could see that in a way. I don't think she, like, did anything crazy to him. But I think because she may have known that he has different personalities, he has an evil personality, 
okay, let me take advantage of this and let me get him to kill my mom because he will. And I don't have to do the bloody work. Mm. So I definitely think there could have been some of that. But like you said earlier, we don't know. Like, we really don't know. We don't know what's going on behind those closed doors. Um, heck, we don't even know how about her telling him, go kill my mother. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, we don't. there's so much to this. We just don't know. Um, but yeah, would you be scared if you were the new boyfriend? I think the new boyfriend is scary. Oh, I don't trust him. I don't really? like him. I'm not a fan of him. He gives me the heebie-jeebies. And here's why. Gypsy spent most of her adult life being treated like a child, um, being lied to. So obviously she's not in the right mental state of the average. I think she's 30, 31, 32 today. She's not there right now, okay? Her only life experiences were pretending she was disabled and then getting locked up for eight years. Right. She has not been socialized. So this man, who was once, I believe, a kindergarten teacher or an elementary school teacher, um, I he, he was a teacher for kids, okay? He took it upon himself to not meet Gypsy in, you know, at the bar after she was released. He reached out to her while she was locked up and wrote her letters. And they got married while she was locked up. You know how crazy... How did he meet her? He, he said that his friends were telling him about how he can reach out to, like, prisoners and stuff like that. And it was like... Uh, part of some bet or something oh to reach gosh. out to Gypsy. Girl, why Why out of all the people that are incarcerated, you reach out to Gypsy Rose, someone who is already vulnerable, right. already not in the right place mentally, just killed her mother, okay? <laughs> Je- like, just got up out of a wheelchair. Like, she is not ready for a relationship. And she just got her boyfriend locked up. And you're talking about, oh, I, I want to marry you? What? That is weird. That is weird. And he was an elementary school teacher? That doesn't look good. That's very predatory. Like That is. You know what I mean? And if you hear Gypsy Rose's voice and you saw her mannerisms before she got locked up, it was very childish. It is very childish. He's giving predator. I don't like him. Not one bit. Ooh. I didn't even think about that. Listen, I, again, I'm You're invested. <laughs> You're passionate. Gypsy, if you want someone to represent you, girl. I got you. Rachel Abelard is here for you. I got you. Like Corey said, I don't condone murder, okay? <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, there are so many moving parts here. It's, it's, it's fascinating and, and crazy and wild. And it, it, I have no choice but to be 100% fully, full body invested in this situation. It's just, I, what? I can't, I can't. So much tea here. There is a lot of tea. Like, this is, it's sad, but it also makes me, it makes me personally wonder, like, what else don't we know? Right. And that's, and we'll never know. That kills me every single day. That kills me every single day. I hate not being a fly on the wall and not knowing all the details of every situation all the time. Like, have you ever watched those documentaries, uh, like, on Netflix or something, where it would be unsolved? They'll be like, oh, this murder happened, but we don't know who did it. And that's the end of the documentary. It's like, what do you mean we don't know who did it? Figure it out. Like, right, you made all of this just... Right, just what? <laughs> right, right. Like, to be a fly on the wall and to actually see how these things went down, it's gruesome, it's disgusting, but it's part of real life, unfortunately. It is. Dude. I can't, I can't, I can't. I have so much to say. What else? I'm curious. Like, just, I feel like Gypsy needs time away from the media. She needs time away from the press. 
because she spent a lot of her childhood in front of cameras, in front putting on a show for everybody. And you think, oh, she got locked up, she got out of prison, so she should be better now. No, she is still in that circus where she's putting on a show for us, and we are eating it up. We're, we're booking her for more interviews. We're asking her to do more things. It is terrifying how she never really got out of that cycle. And, you know, she there were times in which she has lied in documentaries. She's lied in documentaries. Are you being serious? Yes, and then she admitted to lying. And it's like, so she we don't know what's the truth. We don't know what's the lie. The boyfriend is still locked up. Okay, he can barely tell his truth. He's he said things here and there, but he can he doesn't have people on his side the way he thinks he should have, right? Oh, so she's still putting on an act for the audience, which is us, and we're still demanding more from her. This girl will never find peace. And it's so so depressing, and it just shows you the world of social media and the world of news and and politics and just everything how, how greedy we are. And and how we just overconsume and it just wear these people down to a whole lot of nothing. I can only imagine what her home life is now. Like, you think it's bad? I think it's. I feel like it must be. Really? Every I, did you? Okay, I don't. I didn't see a lot of the story. I don't watch Gypsy Blanchard or anything. But it seemed like she had a whole welcome party. She. I'm sure she did. I have no clue. <laughs> No, like, I saw her family, like, hosted, like, a party, and then people were talking about, okay, y'all can support her now, but why couldn't you support her when she was being abused? Right. Now, this brings me to the topic of her father. Oh. So, again, crazy situation. Her father had the baby with the mother at the ripe age of, like... Had Gypsy? He had Gypsy okay. with the mom at, like, 17 or something. Like, Ooh. he was a kid, okay? And the mom was, like, 26. Like, the mom was grown, all right? So he decided that, oh, I'm too young for this. You know, you can have full kind of access to Gypsy, and I will be there when I can. The mother made it a point to keep Gypsy away from her father, and she would lie to the dad and be like, oh, Gypsy can't talk right now. Oh, don't tell Gypsy it's her birthday because she only has such and such days to live. Don't do this. Don't do that. So apparently he would try to be involved in her life, and the mother just wouldn't let that happen. That's super sad. Super sad. And I have a couple thoughts about that, too, because I feel like the father didn't try hard enough. I feel like maybe he didn't want the kid because you're not telling me to stay away from my kid. I could, like... But again, I, n- I didn't have a kid at 17. Right. So it's like there are, again, so many moving parts. And now he's in these documentaries, and he has the audacity to smile. I, I don't, I don't want to see you smile, Mr. Uh, Rose Blanchard. I don't want to see you smile. You should be sad. You should be depressed. I need to see you crying on camera. Because what? Your daughter just went through all of this, and now you're in a documentary getting paid? No. No. Those are my thoughts. Rachel just educated me more than, like, these videos on Instagram have. I didn't even know all of this. Yo, there's so many moving parts. And I highly encourage you and everyone who's listening to really tune in um, to the documentaries. They, there's one, I believe, on, on Hulu. Uh, there's a movie on Hulu called The Act where they, it's, it's, it's based on that story. And it pretty much touches all those main points. Like, it, they, they reenact it really well. And then there are documentaries on, I believe, Amazon Prime and um, the other streaming thing that I don't have money for. But I I highly encourage you guys check it out. It's a really good think piece. It's a really good, uh, it really makes you, gets the brain going and it makes you think about what justice looks like. 
And how, how do you consider this to be justice right now? And if justice can ever be reached in a situation like this, this isn't your average murder, get locked up, you know, die in prison kind of thing. This is dark and dirty and gross and still happening. Ooh, Corey, Corey. You have me interested now. Like, <laughs> I'm literally, ooh, okay. Crime investigation. The Prison Confessions of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Yes, that's the, you that's the newest one. You watched that one? I didn't watch that one because it's, I can't, I'm not paying for another streaming platform. But it's Oh, two. they're married? Girl, yes. For some reason, I still had the idea that they were dating. No, they are. They got married in prison. Mm. Oh, Corey. Corey. Whenever you watch those documentaries, we need to talk about this on the air again and gloss over it real quick because it is tea. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. No. <laughs> well, give it a name. What's the name of your TED Talk today? Um, that's a good question. I'm drawing a blank. Thoughts on confessions? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, thoughts on justice. Rosy thoughts? Rosy thoughts. Oh, okay. All thoughts right. on justice? Gypsy thoughts? Ro- okay. Thoughts Blanch- on? Justice. Justice for Blanchard. Justice for Blanchard. We're gonna justice for Blanche? Blanche. What? Gypsy Rose. For Grah? Huh? Like thoughts on Gra, <laughs> Gypsy Rose. We'll figure it Anderson? out. No, you're not here. We'll for figure it. it out. No, I'm not here for it. But um, yeah. Again, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. That was hilarious. Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> a little Rachel hour. But guys, when we come back, we're gonna be talking about good old Wizards of Waverly Place, Selena Gomez and David Henry. Yes! Much more, right, right. Much more lighthearted stuff. Please. And um, <laughs> stuff that Corey will definitely be more involved in. So, guys, you enjoy the tunes, okay? And we will be back in a few. Welcome back, everyone, to WHIP Radio's Wake Up Call. We are so excited to be back in the studio with you guys. It's Monday. Yeah. It's the start of the week. It's a new day. And I'm ready. And we have some really exciting news for this entertainment segment. First of all, did you ever watch Disney Channel? Of course. What was your favorite show? Oh, my God. Okay, so my favorite show, low-key, was Shake It Up. Okay, low-key, low-key. That was as I got older. When I was younger, my favorite show was um, Good Luck Charlie, I think. Yes! That show went so crazy. And I'm I'm thinking of, like, 2010s Disney. If we're talking about early thousands Disney, okay, like, we got the uh, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. That was my baby. You know what I mean? High School Musical, I watched on repeat. Right. Basic stuff. How about you? What was your favorite? I was a Good Luck Charlie girl. Matter of fact, my whole family was Good Luck Charlie. Facts. We all watched it. It was a family ordeal. Um, you know, Toby. Did you watch their Christmas movie? Like, that was good. Like, yes. I love myself some Good Luck Charlie. I actually remember Gunther in yes. Shake It Up. I yes. met him. Why? Because I auditioned for Disney. I'm not even surprised. What, no, when you I was younger. For? for their, like, Disney talent search. Oh. So I had to, like, model of like 5,000 something people. I had to audition and I got callbacks, but they said I would have to drop out of school and move to either California or New York. Another time I was like 10, my mother was pregnant. So that wasn't happening. Yeah. That's a whole story in and of itself. Yeah. I mean, you can, we got time. Like you can really touch on that story real quick. Cause that's, that's really cool. That's really cool. No, it was a story. Like we flew down to Florida, but 
our flight. So our flight <laughs> was perfectly fine, but there was some problems and my dad ended up having to get off the flight because he's claustrophobic. So he couldn't do the flight. So he had to get off the flight and he drove to Florida from Virginia with my aunt. And at the time I had a fish too. And my aunt was watching my fish app at home because, you know, the fish, I couldn't come back and it just be laying there dead. Right. And so they got the fish, put him in the car. My dad and my aunt drove to Florida to meet my mother and I down there. I met Gunther and this girl from Zoe 101. I modeled for the first time ever in my life. My mom was pregnant with my little bro. It was a whole situation. It was great. It was great. It was my acting era. Right. So do you do you wish that kind of went through? Like, do you wish you were, you can say, like, hey, I was on Disney. Like, I, I was on TV. Do you wish that kind of came to fruition? I mean, that would be cool, but I think it's going to happen now in other ways. Oh, you're Manifestation. Hello, we're claiming it. <laughs> okay. But it won't be Disney. <laughs> it won't be Disney. Okay. I don't, I think I'm done with acting, especially after realizing that actors have to be able to cry on the spot. They can't laugh when something stupid happens. And I will laugh if something stupid happens. I will cry just out of laughter. You can't get me to fake cry. Like, I can't do that. Yeah. And so I think the acting scene is over for Corey. I mean, honestly, I think you dodged a bullet. Like, I, a lot of people would be like, yeah, I'd love to be on Disney. I'd love to be rich. Da, da, da. You dodged a bullet. A lot of them have gone through heck and back. They have. And you are the person you are today, someone with a good head on your shoulder, someone who, you know, is pursuing your degree. You are humble. Like, you are, you dodged a bullet, so. I think so, because yeah. like you said, like, a lot of them, there's very few of them that I don't think ended up, you know, completely okay. Yeah. Like, there's very few, I feel like, that ended with no problems, no, like, aftermath of Disney. And so, there could have been a high chance... It, I could not have ended on a good note after Disney had I been on it. But 100%. I believe, like, God's timing, you know, God has a plan. It was an era. Mm -hmm. It made me realize I don't want to be in acting, but maybe in other areas of entertainment. Yeah. Hence, I'm doing radio. Yeah. And uh, honestly, if we're talking about acting, this is improvisation. It is. Yeah. So and I can laugh. Exactly. And cry if yeah. I need to. <laughs> right. right. So, <laughs> but yeah. speaking of Disney, I don't know if you guys heard Wake Up Fam, but... Wizards of Waverly Place is coming back. They're coming back. And so, I don't know. Did you ever watch Wizards of Waverly Place growing up? Yes. You did? Yes. It was a good show. I never watched it as much as I watched Good Luck Charlie. But it was definitely one of my shows that I would watch every now and then. But the tea here, guys, is Wizards of Waverly Place is coming back. Selena Gomez, David Henry are all returning to the reboot of Wizards of Waverly Place. Twelve years after the series came to a close, they, like I said, they're reviving the show. And EW has confirmed that a pilot is in the works for this new series, which will feature the original stars, like I said, David Henry um, as Justin Russo, Selena Gomez as Alex Russo. Um, and per the official description of the show, the sequel picks up in the wake of a mysterious incident at WizTech where an adult Justin Russo has left his wizard powers behind, opting for a normal human life with his wife and two sons. He has sons? <gasps> Listen. No <laughs> way. But he gets a surprise when a powerful young wizard in need of training shows up at his door, and Justin must embrace his past to ensure the future of the wizard world. That actually sounds interesting. It's I'm really here cute. for it. Yeah. So mom and dad won't be in the show. I guess not. I like them. 
Maybe they'll have some appearances of grandma and grandpa. I hope so. And I wonder where Max is. I love oh, him. Oh, um, JT Austin? JT Austin, yeah. I heard that's the one everyone really wants back because he's fine. Yeah. I mean, he could have. I thought he was going to grow up to be cuter. I really? really did. Yeah, he's he's gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. I thought he was going to grow up to be like, like chiseled and I don't know. He, I'm just not attracted to him. He's not know. meeting her. Nah, man. Like, nah. No? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I literally um, didn't even know who that was until my roommate was like, I hope JT Austin comes back. I'm like, who's that? <laughs> then I looked him up. I was like, oh, yeah, it's him. Yeah. 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 I loved him on the show. Obsessed with him on the show. Um, but yeah. Okay. So let's, let's rewind. Okay. How do you feel about reboots? I think some reboots are okay, but I don't feel like every show deserves a reboot personally. Mm. I think some shows just don't need it. Like, I think a reboot of Good Luck Charlie is needed. I think that is very much needed. Like I would, where Charlie has grown. Exactly. Where Charlie has grown. Um, she's looking back at the diaries that or video diaries that Teddy left for her. Like, stuff like that. I think that would be really cool. But shows like Ant Farm, I don't think we need to reboot. Because how would you reboot it? Um, shows like Shake It Up. As much as we love it, I don't think it needs a reboot. Shows like Casey Undercover. Um, no, no. But I think a Good Luck Charlie, Wizards of Waverly Place, seeing how they're going about this, I think could work. Um, Jesse, I could see a reboot of Jesse. Why? What, what, what would happen? Grown up. I guess. I guess, like where they all follow like their like careers. Like college. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that would be cool. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Raven's Home was a reboot. That was a good reboot. Yeah, and that was good. Yeah. But I never watched Raven's House or whatever it was called. What was that's it called? So, that's so Raven. Oh, that's so embarrassing. I never watched that. So Raven. Raven's House. <laughs> no, yeah, that's Did so they have, like, the bionic eye in that? Like, I'm confused. Like, how did this bionic eye come about? Are you talking about Raven's? In Raven's Home, they had this thing where her and her son, they'll have, like, whoo, like, they'll go out. Yeah, yeah, Was yeah. that in... Yeah. That's so Raven. So in That's So Raven, Raven Simone was able to see into the future. It's what in the a theme joke. song. Oh, so good. So good. Um, she was able to see into the future. And it, it, the show was awesome, right? Because it would start with just a regular day. And then she would suddenly see into the future. Something completely out of pocket would happen in the future. And then she would be like, how the heck did that happen? So then she'll spend the whole episode trying to avoid that crazy event. And in an attempt to avoid that crazy event, she would then end up in that exact event that she uh, saw in the future. So it's like really goofy, really cute. And Raven's Home, I think it does a great job of kind of showing them grown, showing the friendship, showing what? They had kids, right? Someone had kids? Yeah, yeah they had they kids. They both had No. Something like that. I think they both had kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, Very cute. I only saw a couple episodes, but that was one of the only reboots that made my heart flutter because I think... It came at the right time. The show is is almost like twenty years out. It's pretty much twenty years out at this point. Like That's crazy. It makes sense, right? So Wizards of Waverly Place. I'm like on the fence about whether or not this reboot will actually be good. I think it could be good, especially because. <laughs> Look, Charlie, Wizards of Waverly Place, seeing how they're going about this, I think could work. Um, Jesse, I could see a reboot of Jesse. Why? What, what What? would happen? Grown up. I guess. I guess, like, where they all follow, like, their like careers. Like, college. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that would be cool. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Raven's Home was a reboot. 
That was a good reboot. Yeah, and that was good. Yeah. But I never watched Raven's House or whatever it was called. What that's was it called? So, that's so Raven. Oh, that's so embarrassing. I never watched that song, Raven. Raven's House. <laughs> no, yeah, that's Did so they have, like, the bionic eye in that? Like, I'm confused. Like, how did this bionic eye come about? Are you talking about Raven's? In Raven's Home, they had this thing where her and her son, they'll have, like, whoo, like, they'll go out. Yeah, yeah, Was yeah. that in... Yeah. That's so Raven. So in That's So Raven, Raven Simone was able to see into the future. It's what in a the theme joke. song. Oh, so good. So good. Um, she was able to see into the future. And it, it, the show was awesome, right? Because it would start with just a regular day. And then she would suddenly see into the future. Something completely out of pocket would happen in the future. And then she would be like, how the heck did that happen? So then she'll spend the whole episode trying to avoid that crazy event. And in an attempt to avoid that crazy event, she would then end up in that exact event that she uh, saw in the future. So it's like really goofy, really cute. And Raven's Home, I think it does a great job of kind of showing them grown, showing the friendship, showing what? They had kids, right? Someone had kids? Yeah, yeah they had they kids. They both had No. Something like that. I think they both had kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was very cute. I only saw a couple episodes, but that was one of the only reboots that made my heart flutter because I think... It came at the right time. The show is is almost like twenty years out. It's pretty much twenty years out at this point. Like it's crazy. It makes sense, right? So Wizards of Waverly Place. I'm like on the fence about whether or not this reboot will actually be good. I think it could be good, especially because it's bringing back old school Disney. I think new school Disney is completely different. Poor children in this generation never got to witness Good Luck Charlie. Never got to witness Sweet Life on Deck. Never got to witness <laughs> Ant Farm. So they've been raised, like, growing up with what? Like, what's even on Disney? Don't know. Andy Mack. Like, they're raising up, growing up with Andy Mack. I couldn't. I couldn't. Oh, Bizarre Bark. Girl, I don't know what's Please. happening. And then, um, you know, honestly, I'm going to be real. Casey Undercover, I didn't care about it. I just liked it because it was a black family. But, Corey, Zendaya is biracial. Stop giving her two black parents. But the whole, but the whole show was black. Her mom, just because she's mixed in the real world, in the show, she wasn't mixed. But that, okay, we can go into the whole conversation of colorism, but that, we're talking about Wizards of Waverly Place. So we don't but her, no, but her mom and dad were black. Her sister and brother were black. Yes, but why did, how do you have two, her mother was dark-skinned in the show? She was, like, brown. How do you have two brown parents, and you come out Brighter than everyone else in the family. Genetics. I'm the lightest in my family. But Corey, <laughs> Corey, Corey, listen, like, shows have a really bad habit of making the main girl character the lightest skin, loosest curl person in the family, even if it's a black show. And we got to cut it out. They did that in My Wife and Kids. They did that in Proud Family. They did that in Casey Undercover. They did that in Shake It Up. They, they keep doing it. And it's like, listen, it's okay to have a a brown to dark skin female lead with yeah. kinky curls. That's okay. That's fine. Love Zendaya to death. Okay. Like yeah. obsessed with her, but we need to make it what it is. Okay. Like, yeah, make it what it is. And I agree with you. I definitely do. But I think part of the reason why they chose, I don't think for this show specifically, it was necessarily, ooh, ooh, my lip just touched the mic. I think that's <laughs> violation in all regards. But anyway, I don't, that's disgusting. Yeah. I'm sorry. But, I feel like because it's, it's Zendaya. You know what I'm saying? I think it was just because it was Zendaya. Because technically, if that was the case, they could have chosen any other light-skinned girl, yeah. considering that the whole cast was new to Disney. Yeah. But I think it's because it's Zendaya. Zendaya is an icon. Like, whether you like her or not, 
think she's pretty or not. She's an icon. Euphoria, yeah. Disney, she sings, she dances. She does it all. Yeah. So I 100% see what you're saying, and I agree. But I think for this show in particular, I think it was partly because it was just Zendaya. Yeah, they built the show around her. Around real. Zendaya. Definitely. She's making a comeback. She's in her bag. Yeah. She was on Shake It Up. People loved her. Now she's coming back. Like, they could have chosen anybody. But I think, like I said, because the whole cast was new, except her, to Disney, I think it was really for Zendaya. And it was literally her show. She was KC. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They, I'll let it rock. But I'm. it's still a conversation that needs to be had and something that producers need to check themselves on. It's okay to have a dark-skinned girl as your main character, and it's okay for her to have two black parents. It doesn't have to be. Anyway. 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 Um, so back to Wizards of Waverly Place, right? Uh-huh. Um, you watched the show growing up, correct? I did, a little bit. Okay, and you saw the movie where the Wizards of Waverly Place movie? You didn't see the movie? Corey, did you see the movie? Corey, did you see the movie? What is it called? The Wizards of Waverly Place movie. They have a movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm dead. You need to watch it. So it's such a good movie. The family goes on vacation, and they have to do the wizarding games or whatever it's called, right? And once they reach a certain age, they have to choose to either keep their powers or give it away. And in this, Alex, Justin, and Max have to all compete in the wizarding games, and only one of them can keep their powers. So it's it's tea. They're arguing. There's family drama. The parents disappear. All this drama. And the movie ends, and it makes Everyone want to cry. It's one of the best Disney movies to exist. And um, I don't know if that's where the show ended, but the show kind of, at least for me, that's where the show wrapped up. Like, I was done with the show after that. Yeah, like, even Bridget Mendler pulled up on the show. She was a vampire or something. I think I do remember that. It was, I I don't, I don't know the details, but, um, and I don't know how the show wrapped up, but I really want to know how they're able, how they're going to be able to make this revival something that we are excited about. Because at the end of the day, it's for us. It is, but it's, it's Selena. They're gonna people are gonna watch it because of her. People are gonna watch it because of who's actually in the show. She's problematic though. Right now, she's polarizing. Yeah, really? Selena Gomez. She's polarizing when it comes to like social justice issues. People always hate her responses when Dang. it comes to drama, like the whole Haley Bieber thing. People can't stand the way she handled it. I thought people can't stand. I've only seen people mad at Haley. People hated Haley, but then they hated Selena Gomez for dwelling on the Justin Bieber situation. I thought it was all Haley. Everything I've seen is only Haley. Oh, I've heard some drama about how people can't stand the both of them, pretty much. Like, Selena Gomez, she's one of the biggest stars today, which is really cool and, like, honestly weird. She's one of the biggest stars, one of the most followed people on Instagram. But at the same time, she's super polarizing, and the fact that what she does to the pub in the public is just not well received. Like she's either way too um, manicured or just she doesn't say enough at all. And we can't relate to her, at least for me. Like I can't connect with her. I can't feel her the way I want to because I don't know anything about this girl. Selena? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know anything about her. I know she has rare beauty. Rare beauty? Are that's you saying her... she's beautiful? No, like that's... <laughs> That's her makeup brand or skincare brand. Ow. Please, Rachel. <laughs> no, that's her whole makeup brand. Oh. Rachel. Rare beauty. Oh, that's cute. You've never heard of it? No, I thought you were like, she's got a unique beauty. I was like, oh, okay. Like, like. S-M-H, Rachel. 
And it's so funny. My dad literally just texted me. He was like, dude, we saw this together. on vaca- They're on vacation talking about the um, Wizards of Waverly Place movie. Mm. I didn't even know we watched it. Oh, it's good. So thank you, Dad, for reminding me. Yeah, right? Right. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Uh, right. <laughs> I forgot. Right. Um, but yeah, so in this show, right, uh, like Corey said, they are, um, let's see, Justin... He left his wizard powers behind. And that's so funny because I could have sworn in the movie he was one of the only ones that got to keep his powers. So we need to honestly do a recap of the entire show before this this pilot comes out. When do you think it's going to come out? They say it's in the works. So maybe 2025. Maybe either the end of this year or 2025. Um, And... Either way, I'm excited. I'm always scared for reboots because I, I, I'm i just scared that they're going to tarnish what What's already it, was, right. um, especially because the show is only, what, 12 years out? It's not 15, 20 years. I think right. that's when nostalgia really comes around. Like, they say fashion comes around every 20 years, right? I believe that. Right. So we get nostalgic about a very specific time period in 20 years. That's why Y2K is back. It's 2024. We care about 2004 and the way people dress then and all that good stuff. So it's like... You know, I hope it doesn't bomb. I hope it doesn't bomb. I don't think it will. <sighs> we'll see. I hope it doesn't. Right. We'll see. We'll see. So, for the future of movies and TV, how long do you think reboots will last? I think it'll last for a while. Like, I think we'll get reboots every now and then. My only thing is, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a reboot or if it's just going to be a continuation of the show. Because mm. these days, I don't even watch enough TV to hear about reboots. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. people these days, let me speak for myself. I don't watch TV. I will watch Netflix, which are old shows, you know? So right now I'm watching The Family Business, which, girl, you need to watch. You need to watch. Add it to your list. Like, watch it tonight, and then let me know tomorrow. Type thing. Okay. Okay. Like, it's so good. You're probably not going to watch it tonight. No. But, like, <laughs> if you ever do, you have to let me know how it is. It's so good. But, like, or Suits. Like, I'll watch that. Like, I think a continuation of it would be cool, mm. but I don't think we need these long breaks. Like, go off for a few months, maybe a year or two, then come back with a new season. I think these reboots are going to be dying out because I don't think people watch that much cable TV shows mm. that are coming up. Like, I don't think people are going, okay, Channel 250, let me go watch some Andy Mac. Like, no one's doing that, I don't feel like, these days at least. People mm. are going to Netflix, to Disney Plus, to watch older shows. So mm. I think reboots low-key may start dying, Considering people aren't watching cable TV and just TV that much in general, I think there'll be a lot of new shows and maybe just continuations of old shows that aired. Okay. All right. Personally. We'll see. How about you? I I kind of agree. Like, reboots, like the copy and paste or, um, you know, redoing things that already, already exist, people are already getting tired of it and people are calling it out, right? So like you said, the continuation and something like this where it's like, oh, he had kids and oh, the kids do this and now we got to navigate that. That's right. really cool. And it, it gives it a lot more momentum. So, um, yeah. Anyway. Interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm yapping today. I love no! Disney. I lo- <laughs> Disney was great. Like that was my whole upbringing. My younger brother, he grew up with like, I'm trying to think. He had Disney, but he watched Elmo. I would watch it with him, him to be blast. honest with you. Oh, Chuggington. Mm, okay. I, I honestly, I was literally just talking to my roommate about Sophia the First. I I watched it recently. Like, Sophia the First and I were locked in. Elena of Avalor. Sophia the First. You never watched it? I never, I, knew, I know of them. I never watched them. No, it was such a good show. Like, that was my show. Like, I could go watch, when I need to be happy and watch a happy movie or show, I go to Disney. Okay. All right. I might do the same. Honestly. You should. It's rough out here. Like Disney makes me feel comforted. That's what I'm saying. Right. Oh, and Paw Patrol. 
Jim Henson. I never watched Paw Patrol. <laughs> The kids eat them up, though. Because it's interesting. It really, really is. Man. But anyway, guys, it's time to wrap this conversation up. Up next, we have a really awesome guest in the house. You've seen him before, and now it's time to see and hear him again. So get super excited. I'm not going to say who it is yet. I'm not going to say it is yet. I'm going to let us build up the suspense. If you followed our Instagram, you would know. Wakeupcall.whip yes, on Instagram. you would know. But I'm going to play some of his music. I'm going to play a song we most likely haven't heard yet before. And then we'll hear him up next after this break, y'all. We'll see you in a few. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to WHIP Radio's Wake Up Call. It is time for Who's Awake With Us? And if y'all know what the segment is, it's when we have a special guest in the studio. Special guest in the stew. Are you ready to cook it up, boo? Let's do it, Corey. She's not a rapper. We'll say that. <laughs> Deep down inside, I think I could do it. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But y'all may have heard the songs during our break. So if so, and if you've listened to us in the past, you know who is the creator of those songs. So with that being said, today we have the pleasure and the honor of having one of our first interviewees in the house today. You may remember his somewhat new hit song, Runaway, or maybe you remember his public interviews on TikTok and Instagram. That is right, folks. Today we have the one and only Nas in the house to talk about his latest appearance in a new short film and his new podcast. Ooh. Hello. So welcome back, Nas. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back. It's good to have you. It's so crazy. Mm -hmm. Like you were one of the first. Was he the first or was it A1 Land? No, no, you were the first person that we have interviewed on this show. Yeah. That's yeah, it crazy. Was. So that how does it feel to I, be the first guest and now you're back? I, I don't know. It feels great because like, when you guys told me to come back, I was just like, you know, okay. But I thought you guys had a lot of other people. So when you guys invited me, I was like, oh, this is amazing. So I'm just blessed for the opportunity. Listen, yes. you're, you're an OG. Yeah. We had to have <laughs> you back. Right? We're more established now. We know what we're doing Hello. now. That's yeah. it's, we got to do it with you again. You know? No. Yeah. And you're literally doing so much. You're doing so much. Okay, so new thing for this Who's Awake With Us segment. Mm -hmm. We always start off with your morning routine. Okay. Give us the tea. How do you wake up in the morning? Mm -hmm. Are you an early bird? A night owl? Like, give us the tea. Mm. I am a night owl. Okay. I do not waking up. I do not like waking up early, especially for class. Like, normally, if I hear my alarm, I'll snooze it and try to get that, that last bit of sleep, and then I just be late to class. So, But if I'm up early... I'll just wake up, you know, um, eat breakfast, get in the shower, you know, get my hair together, um, listen to music before I go, pack my things, and probably watch TV, you know, regular show of Rick and Morty, something like that. Rick so, and Morty. Yeah, good show. Is that what you were watching when you were in high school, right. college? <laughs> I started watching that when I was in college. In high school, I wasn't really up on it. That's fair, that's no, fair, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. So, speaking of just routine and everything, mm -hmm. you know, sticking to your daily schedule, how about sticking to the year, right? You just celebrated your 24th birthday. <laughs> You're getting old, Nas. You're getting oh, yeah. old. Getting old. Yeah. How do you feel? I don't feel like 24. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I still feel 23-ish because it's like when you're younger, it's like your birthday is really, really special. Not to say it's not special now, but it's really um, like, I don't know. I feel like I am getting a little younger. I don't know. Younger? Oh, yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, I just feel like I'm getting younger. So as you get older, you start to feel younger. Yeah, hey, I I'm know. here like, for I just, it. I disagree, but... I, I, I don't know. I got to let it settle in for another week and then be like, oh, man, I'm 24. So I got to 
let it sink in. Real quick. Hey, well, listen, 24 looks great on you. Okay, thank you, thank make you. this year even better than the last one. Hello. And like you yeah. said, you're you're only getting younger, right? Yeah. Like in <laughs> here, okay, you're giving yourself more life with everything that you do that brings more confidence to you. So Hello. keep on trucking. Happy belated birthday, thank okay? You, thank you. Everybody say happy birthday to Nas here. Thank you. Happy birthday. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What did you do for your 24th? Ah, I had class on my 24th. Um, but so it depressing. was like a syllabus type thing. So after that, I just went home. Um, spent some time with my mom, my grandma, my little cousin, um, ate cake, got gifts, you know, things like that. So I love yeah. that. I love really cool. that. Yeah. <laughs> so it is the spring semester. Mm-hmm. Before we get into all of that, you know, like your new podcast and everything, right. how has this new semester been treating you? I feel like because we are a college podcast, we should talk about it. Okay. Are you prepared? You're a senior. Yes. So spring semester, it's a big deal. Like you're getting closer to that graduation date. Maybe the summer, maybe whenever, mm-hmm. but you're getting closer. How are you feeling? How am I feeling? I'm feeling like I'm, I'm glad to be back because there's like been a lot of roadblocks with school. Because um, I thought about like taking the semester off or dropping out and tuition things like that. So now that I'm finally back, it just it feels good to know that I never gave up. You know, because I've been here for so long. You know, so um, other people might give up, but I just kept going. So. Um, I feel like I'm ready for this semester um, to go harder and stronger, you know. So I feel like last year me um, wouldn't go as hard as this year me now as I a love senior. That. So you I'm didn't run away. Yeah, I didn't run away. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not the meaning of the song, yeah. but you get the point. <laughs> you get the point. Yeah. All right. So I mean, okay. So I'm I'm curious, right? So you say you struggled this semester, uh, mm-hmm. in past semesters actually, and yeah. now you're you're really trucking through. Do you have kind of any advice for students that had a similar college experience to you? Because it's not, mm-hmm. it's not always just, you know, fresh out of high school, four yeah, years, oh graduate. Like, what kind of advice do you have for students? Hmm. I would say for the ones who are listening who might be struggling or going through the same thing or have been through the same thing, I would definitely say to be on top of your stuff, you know, because um, you can't really wait to the last minute. You have to be productive and be ready for the actual semester. So that's what I would give to some people. And also never give up. You know, school can be hard and exams and finals and juggling friends, relationships, but, like, it'll all be good in the end if you just really lock in and focus on what you need to do, like, even straight out of high school. So that's I love that. I love that. So you recently just released the trailer yeah. for your new film yeah. that you not only acted in mm-hmm. but you directed and produced called yes. The Great Heist. Yes. Tell us a little bit about this film. How mm-hmm. did you come up with the idea? What was the process? Like give us the tea. Okay, so this film The Great Heist is basically um it's about this college team who finds out that he's going to fail the class and he needs that class to uh graduate otherwise he's going to, you know, do it all over again and he finds out a way to hack into the great system with his friends. So I wanted to make it like a nostalgic type thing, you know. And like comedy movies, heist movies. And this concept um, was inspired by me because I actually was failing <laughs> some classes um, when I needed to get those credits. So I was like, you know, let me just make this movie about it. And this is literally like last semester. So I was just like, okay, let me just make this, you know, a good semester. And it's not just starting me, it's me, um, Alana Palmer, uh, Jeremiah Torres Jr., Matthew Taylor, Chris Martin, Kevon Thomas. It's a lot of people I can just go on and on that helped out with the cast and crew. So I'm thankful for that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So tell us a little bit about the process when it came mm-hmm. to putting this film together. Obviously, mm-hmm. like I said, you acted, you produced, you directed. How did you do that? You wore so many hats. Mm-hmm. So let me see. Well, first I, I wrote it and 
normally the lines, like, I kind of already had them in my head because, you know, I was just doing acting. But I feel like it was hard to wear two different hats. I mean, it was hard. Um, that's why I had a team with me to actually do it. So the directing part of it was my favorite because I get to, you know, like, instruct people and teach them how to act and things like that. And normally other directors would get irritated or frustrated, but I didn't get frustrated. I just, you know, kept it pushing and, um, you know, just did what I had to do. I love that. I yeah. love that. Hold up. Are you are you still hiring? Because Corey's an actress. Oh, I heard about that. Yes, oh, Corey. Yeah, 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 she's a Disney star. So, yeah, actually, so I got some good news here. Um, you guys heard it here first. I am coming out with a new uh, film. I'm writing I'm writing it. It's called Special Delivery. So Ooh. if you... Uh, should I act in Special Delivery? Yeah, you should. Yo, yo, you got actually, to. You yeah, got can to. we audition for that? That's <laughs> yeah, matter of fact. You got to audition. I know y'all. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know y'all, so it's cool, you know. Wait, Rachel. Awesome. Should we take awesome. up on the, Will you act with me? I'll do it. If literally if it works with my schedule, I'll do it. Cause honestly, the the great heist, that yeah. sounds like such a cool concept. Like <laughs> Thank you. bro, I'm tight. We didn't get on that earlier. <laughs> I like, know. Yeah, what was I doing around there? I don't remember. Yeah, oh. you didn't think about it. Y'all, right. y'all were still doing it. I kinda wanted like I need like two of my friends. Like I would just yeah, say, yeah. I mean, y'all my friends too. But I'm just saying, like you know, I just you had need to fix to, like, that up real quick, yeah. Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just had to figure out people that I wanted in it because the people that are in the movie they're also artists as well. Mm. So I have their songs in it as well, so I won't get copyrighted. Mm. So. That's mm. cool. So how long is the movie or the film? Mm. It's still in the process of editing, but I want it to be like five to six minutes total. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Some short. Still in the process of filming it, but majority of it is done. Majority of it. Okay. So mm. what? part of the process do you enjoy the most right because mm-hmm. there are many directors that prefer acting a lot of actors that prefer directing producing so what's your favorite aspect of the job my favorite aspect of the job i would say it's between acting and directing because mm. with acting i just i like to improvise when i act and throw people off guards and make them laugh so i think acting is really um fun but directing even though it was hard like it's really fun too because you know as i said like instructing people and teaching them like how to uh, say this line or doing a scene like there's one scene um that I had to do um spoiler alert you know heard it here first there's actually like a fight scene that I had to do um with uh my good friend um Derek Watson he's also playing the um the professor in the movie that he's going to be filming so there was a fight scene between me and him in the actual movie and behind the scenes we had to like really like figure out how we were going to get this right angle and things like that and there were some injuries on the set like for real but um you know we still here. <laughs> Molly whopping people on the set. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it was, it, was, it was a good process, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, aside from your film, let's move into a different direction okay, here. Okay. So, obviously, for the interview, we stopped your Instagram, we stopped your TikTok. Mm. But we also saw that there's a new podcast coming out yeah. with your friend Alana yes, called yes. The Good Soup Podcast. Yes. Super exciting. We're mm-hmm. so, so proud. So mm-hmm. tell us about what listeners can expect from the podcast. You just dropped your first episode, too. Yes. Yeah. What was on the episode? Let's hear about it. Mm. So basically, the concept of the good soup is it's kind of like where good soup equals good conversation. So it's like as you're eating the soup, you also have good conversations. It's really genuine. And um, what some listeners can expect is we talk about college things, reality. Like, say if you two were a guest on the show, um, it would be based off of what you guys want to talk about. Like, not anything, like, you know, bad, but basically, like, College life, pop culture, the same thing you guys were talking about earlier about Disney. That's the same thing we would talk about on the show. So, and we also make the soup as well. Oh. So, it's so y'all are eating cool. soup while you're doing it? Yeah, we're eating soup while we're doing it. Yeah. So, what soup did y'all eat the first mm. show? If I can remember, I think, okay, she made it this time, this first time. I think it was corn chowder, chicken. Um, 
a bunch of noodles. Like oh. it was, it was good, but I didn't get to finish it because I was talking too much. So mm. it was a good conversation. Like so that. I did. with the good soup. <laughs> yeah. So. So how often will you guys be releasing your episodes for your show? Um, where can people like find the show so they can listen to it? So we're going to be releasing. Um, well, we have a plan to release the shows every. We could do every Sunday or every other Sunday. We're still trying to figure it out. But if you guys want to listen, um, it's on Spotify at the Good Soup Podcast and on YouTube. We have like a video segment as well um, yes. as the podcast. So we're just starting to get into that. So. You can find us on Spotify um, at The Good Soup Podcast and YouTube at The Good Soup Podcast and TikTok and Instagram. So we're just starting up and we have people that want to be on the show. So we're ready for that. That's so exciting. So yeah. how did you guys go about like coming up with, I know you said that the whole purpose, you know, Good Soup, Good Conversation. Mm-hmm. But how did you guys even come up with the idea like, let's start a podcast because you're doing mm-hmm. so many things, Nas. Every <laughs> time you can continue to amaze me. Thank you. Thank you. Um so it was her idea, actually, you know, because I've always wanted to do a podcast, but I don't, I'm, like I said, I'm doing a lot. So it was kind of like when I teamed up with her, she was like, we should make a podcast. And I was like, okay. And there, I'm pretty sure you all know this meme when the guy says, good soup. That's where we got it from. <laughs> like, when the guy, meme. you know what I mean, Corey? The guy, Adam Driver, the dude, he's sitting in like a... Um, the silence is getting worse. Like, like, like a restaurant, <laughs> and he's eating the soup, and at the end of the day, he says, good soup. And then that's that's like a saying that me and Alana always say to each other. So that's the reason why we was like, oh, good soup. You know? It's, you know, I'm, I'm going to send you the video. I'm nah, that's, video. That's, that's a good meme. Video. That's a good meme. That's good. I'm going to send you the I'm video. I'm telling you guys, my TikTok, my Instagram, my memes, they're just not the same as anybody <laughs> I've ever met. Like, I promise you, no one has the same For You pages. Or I don't have oh, the yeah, same For right, You pages right. as anybody. Yeah. Like, my stuff is all singing. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's different for you, pages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, that's, that's, that is that's awesome. That's good soup. Yeah, that's good <laughs> soup, funny, man. Funny. <laughs> so excited to tune in and just to hear what you guys have to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Alana on TUTV once. Oh, um, yeah. I, th- I believe she was on Queer Temple. Mm-hmm. She has great points to make. You have great points to make. So mm-hmm. we're really excited yes! to see you guys take over the Good thank Soup you, Podcast. Thank you, thank really you. exciting. Um, so, uh, let's see. We we talked about the podcast. Mm-hmm. We talked about the movies. Let's mm-hmm. talk about your music. Hello. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about your music. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Where where are you going with your music? What's mm-hmm. coming out soon? Um, what's what are your songs going to be called? Mm-hmm. Like tell tell us the tea. Give us everything. Okay. So I have I have a new song. I have a new song titled "Can't Let You Go." It's coming January the thirty first. Um, this is the one I'm really excited about because. This song was almost going to be two years old if we didn't release it. Um, yeah, so it's been a long time. So the journey that I met with my music, I'm still trying to figure myself out as an artist and find, like, the niche and things like that. But I plan to go on, like, a pop-type phase. You know, not like Justin Bieber-ish, but kind of like Justin Timberlake. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, two different people. So I just had to um, do that with my music. So I have songs that are going to be um, produced by my producers, the infamous Starboys. And another song with another artist, uh, Sekou Malik, um, other people. So it's a lot of things that are in the works. So be ready. Oh, it's That's yeah. so exciting. Thank you, thank so you. what's the song about? Mm, okay. So Can't Let You Go. The song is basically inspired by, I would say, a breakup that I went through back in 2022, like January, February-ish. Um, I was going through uh, some things, and I teamed up with my producers, and they were just like, okay, let's make a song. And I wanted to make a song that sounded like um, Kid Cudi or Kanye West. So how we wrote it was like, it's kind of like Can't Let You Go. It's about like not being able to let go of that person. Or it can be a lot of things. It could be not letting go of addiction, thing, different things that 
um, people can apply themselves to listen to the song about. So we made it based on heartbreak, but you can like, you know, apply it to any type of thing you're going through that you can't let go. So I've always wanted to know, like, when it comes to artists and their music mm-hmm. and the writing process, does like, do you write the song? Do you have a writer that's writing the song? Who comes up with the beats? Like, mm-hmm. who comes up with the Nothing song else. in and of itself? Like, mm-hmm. what is that whole process about? You've talked about before your writing process, yes. but the whole production and creation of the song, how does that work? So the production is mainly handled by the infamous Starboys. You know, they, they help me write the songs. Like, if I need help with a, a verse or a line or a hook, I'll bring it to them first, and they might be like, hey, change it this way so that way other people can relate to it. So they are the ones who solely handle the productions. And the melodies, I'll just, like, how we work is, like, I'll just record a song without the beat, like, and send it to them, or I'll be at their house, and then they'll make the beat around my vocals, and then they'll be like, okay, what's our vibe you looking for? I'll say, okay, 80s, 90s. I'm like, okay, bet. And they'll put it together. So those two. They are the ones who really like bring the whole thing together and are part of the process. That's so interesting. Cause I feel like we hear all these artists. People make so many musics. A lot mm-hmm. of people have ghostwriters for their. Oh, is that yeah. what they call it for songs too? Mm-hmm. I know ghost that's for writers. books. Yeah. But like ghostwriters, like I know who was it? Oh, Victoria Monet. She wrote a lot of Ariana Grande songs. Oh, wow. You didn't know that? No. I She's know. such a baddie. She's such a baddie. Yeah, yeah. But like just knowing the whole process is so interesting because I feel like we never really get to hear about that. Right. Mm. Like, damn. All right, so, so yeah, oh I mean, is there anything else that you uh, want to announce or let us know before we wrap up? Hmm. Well, I would want to announce, um, just be on the lookout for things that I have coming in the future. Oh. Um, you know, just music, movies, other short films, different opportunities, um, and yeah, it's, it's a lot of, I can't really say too much. I want to say much, but I can't. So. I always get so excited when you pop up on my feed. I'm like, yes, he's doing it again. <laughs> he's doing something. Yeah, I see he's you doing comment something. with the fire emojis. And, and, always and, and, with the fire emojis. And, and, and Corey be like, yes. So <laughs> That's support. how you know he knows us. Yeah, because Rachel, him, yeah. listen, listen. <laughs> this girl will always yeah. <laughs> wake up coffee. <laughs> I know. Always. I'm going to see the fire post. Got to throw or the fire. Emojis. Or the yeah, clapping yeah, emoji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, like, the okay, praise okay. hand. Always got yeah. to Always going to do the fire emoji. Might be two or three or just yeah. one. Maybe like then, four. Right, or four. <laughs> and you know, like, that's hilarious. Like, oh, that's Rachel. Got to do it. Got to gotta support yeah. your people, man. Got to no, support your people. You. No. Well, Nasir, thank you so, so much no, no for problem. coming up no here again. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll maybe we'll drag you onto the show one more time. Oh, Who knows? Who knows? Never know. Right? Never right. Know. Um, and we're going to tag all of his information on our Instagram. So be sure to follow us at wakeuphall.whip. And Nasir, what's yours? What's your handle? My handle is NVHSIR on Instagram, TikTok, and Spotify. And Spotify. Yes, go look them up, people. Tap in. We'll be back in a few. But until then, listen to some tunes and have a good time. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Wake Up Call on WHIP Radio at Temple University. My name is Rachel, and I am with Corey Parker. And we are here for our very last segment of the day, guys, Campus Conversations. Campus Conversations. Okay. And during this segment, we like to have college-related conversations that uh, give advice, that give our thoughts and our experiences as college students. Corey and I have very different college experiences thus far and i think we pretty much have a nice well-rounded uh setup to give advice right i agree right yeah so you know we're on two different ends of the entire college process and um it's just really cool seeing you know her thought process and how that works with mine and what we don't see eye to eye on and all of that good stuff so 
Um, today, we're going to be giving advice for just young entrepreneurs, podcasters, and creators that, you know, are college age or in school, just young adults, anything like that. And, um, you know, just generally how students can surpass their potential. So, Corey, do you have, like, let's start here. Do you have any kind of just general sweeping advice for young entrepreneurs, podcasters, or creators uh, on campus or just in general? I would say I'd give different advice to different people. Mm. I would say if you're an entrepreneur, try to find people that are kind of in that industry so you can meet with them, get their advice on stuff. Because um, you have to take the step. I think the first thing is first weighing out your options, you know, seeing who can I talk to that can help me get to where I want to be and do what I want to do. I think the second part would be just to really, I'm trying to think, really just getting involved and taking that first step. You know, I think taking that first step is the hardest part. Heck, me going to the gym, I never take that first step. But if you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be a content creator, you got to take the first step. It's not going to come, the step isn't going to move to you. It's not an escalator, it's a staircase. Do you get that analogy? Yeah, yeah I, do. I do. It was eating in my head. I don't know if it's eating to you guys. It was a little but... quiet, but yeah. <laughs> no, I hear you. It makes sense. It makes sense. It was yeah. a little quiet, Rachel. Please. <laughs> but like, it has to, you have to take the first step. So, like I said, first things first would be deciding what you want to do. Second would be finding people that are in that industry that can help you get to where you want to be. And then actually taking the first step and using what they've told you to get there. Yeah, I agree. Um, Th that first step is usually the hardest step to take. Hello. It's it's the hardest to open up that Instagram page. It's the hardest to set up your mics. It's the hardest to sell that first shirt. But you do it, and things kind of fall into place from there. And like Corey said, it doesn't just happen. Of course, there has to be effort on your end to make it good, okay? Like, manifestation and all that stuff is cute if you're thinking about it and you're believing in it. But if you're not doing it, then it's as good as nothing, right? Um, so as a young entrepreneur, it's really scary. People are going to clown you. People are not going to be on your side. And that's part of the journey. Um, and then you just keep on pushing. When we first started doing Wake Up Call, we got right. a lot of critiques. And to this day, we're getting a lot of critiques. And guess what? We're just going to keep doing it, keep getting good. And then when things pop off, that's when people are going to be like, oh, yeah, I believed in you all along. Well, listen, Hello. hop on the show now. Enjoy it now. Get with us early, okay? But yeah, generally speaking, um, you know, just being a young entrepreneur in general, it's 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 hard work. It is. It's hard work, period. But you have to be passionate, too. I feel like so many people lack the passion, and nothing will be good if you don't have passion. Yeah. And you're going to have to put in the energy and time. People aren't going to see eye to eye with you. Um, and like Rachel said, people may not always, you know, support you, but you've got to stay focused on what you want to do and not let anyone deter you from that. And keep you focused. Like, you have to do it. And also, I would say another thing for a college student specifically is you have to find a balance. You know, like, for me personally, I'll say, and Rachel knows this, with the radio in the beginning stages, I was getting burnt out real fast. Really, really fast. And to the point, I literally was in a class one time. I had to leave early. I was crying. I sat outside that class. I was on the phone with my dad. I was like, Dad, I can't do this. This is so <laughs> stressful. This is too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I told you about this, didn't yeah, I? Yeah. It was rough. It was rough. It was really rough. But you have to find a balance between the things that you love, your friends, your social life, your classes. And still, even though I find the radio to be so much fun, I love it. I still have to find a balance between this 
and other things as well. So mm-hmm. you have to find a balance is what I'm trying to say. But also do something that you love. I feel like that's one of the most important things as well um, is just doing something you love. Yeah. If you want to be an entrepreneur solely because of the money, yeah, you can do that. But it's going to feel like a chore instead of something you actually enjoy doing. Yeah. For me, radio is something I actually enjoy doing. The only reason why it sometimes feels like a chore is because I'm not a morning person and I'm forced to wake up crazy early. It's not even crazy early. It's just crazy early considering I'm not a morning person, A, and B, I go to bed at crazy times every night, C, or B. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. And so just really finding a balance and finding something that you love and that you have strong passion for. Go do it. Yeah, I agree. As a creator and... As especially as a college student, reach out to people, ask for help, ask for help, keep asking for help. One thing about Corey, even though she she gets burnt out and, and all of that stuff, she hustles and she utilizes her resources. Like one thing for sure, if you're in her circle, she's going to be like, hey, you think you could get this thing done? Hey, are you able to do this? Hey, I heard you're connected to so and so. Can you get me connected to them? And that alone puts you in rooms that you never thought you would be in. Right. It, it gets you connected with people you never thought you'd even talk to. Okay. And because of that kind of grit that Corey has, we have some really special guests that are going to appear on this show. It's it's you know it's it's nothing to just brush off your shoulder. You know what I mean? Um, so generally speaking, our advice for um, just young professionals in general it's to hustle use your resources and connect hustle use your resources connect closed mouths don't get fed so open it open up literally okay um so Corey, how do you think students can surpass their potential now we're talking academically right like now we're talking academically how do you think students can really tap into their potential and then go past that you have to take the first step like you really have to do like seriously to reach your max potential you have to first let me step back first. You have to first realize what is your skill, what is your talent, what are you good at? You know what I'm saying? And then from there, how can I use my skills and talents that I've been gifted with to do something that I either love or I should do? And then taking that first step to actually get it done. Um, but I think when you find something that you really love, you'll be super, super good at it, and you'll excel immediately, yeah. I personally think. You know, if it's not for you, you'll know it's not for you pretty early on, you know? Um, so I think to surpass your potential and just meet, at least meet your potential, you have to first recognize what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Because then you can work according to that. Yeah. And businesses do that too. They, they use their SWOT analysis to, I was literally thinking the listen, we're business students. Okay. Like right. we have to bring out some terminology, but you know, they, they do their analyses. And as a student, you have to be like, dang, am I bad at math? What am I going to do to figure that out? Right. Right? Because you got to do it at the end of the day. Hello. Right? And Corey and I, we both struggle. But we got to do it. So how are we going to do that? Are you going to go to tutoring? Are you going to study a little harder at home? Are you going to finesse the test? Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Figure it out. You know what I mean? And and once you find that approach and it's just kind of taking that first step and going for it, that's when you really find power. I think people find a lot of power in doing things even when they don't want to. So like Corey said, I'm exhausted in the morning. I, I like sleeping until like 9, 10. I'm, I'm not trying to wake up at 6, 7 o'clock just to get to class or just to get to the station. But when you do stuff, even when you don't want to do it, it really shows your discipline. It really shows your ability to buckle down, stand up, get the work done. Because who's going to do it if not you? Someone else, actually. Someone else might do it if not yeah. you, right? Until that point, like... I think that's something else you have to think about, too, is, like, if you're an entrepreneur and you have this great idea, 
what makes you think other people don't have the idea? Yeah. So you have to take that first step or someone else will come up with it. I know I was talking to my dad a while ago. He had this business idea and he had it. He was thinking about it for a long time and he never came up out with it. He never, you know, actually went forward with it and someone else ended up coming up with this idea he didn't tell anybody but someone else was thinking the same thing and of course when he found that out he was bummed because it was like dang that was literally my idea too but he never took that first step with it so you have to take that first step y'all like that really is the key to everything doing your homework you might not want to do it but once you open up the textbook you've taken that first step now you're going to do it going to the gym i hate going to the gym matter of fact i've only been about three or four times since i've been here and i have to take that first step to actually get to the gym and once i'm there falls in place right so you know we're of course we're giving advice that we need to hear ourselves right a lot of us do that kind of stuff um but it's uh, you know the name of the game today is to just take that first step okay it's a monday people love waiting till mondays to take that first step anyway right if you're listening to this show it's still early in the day you've got time today take that first step right and don't just oh i plan to da 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 i would like to da da do it do it What's stopping you? Do it. Go for it. You know what I mean? It's Monday. Get the week started. Get, you know, get get your business plan up. Get the get the Instagram going. Get the website started cuz time waits for no one, okay? Just do what you got to do when you got to do it and that day is today. So, guys, any last thoughts, Corey? No. That was okay. good. Yeah, it was it, today was a good day. All it right? was good to have you back. Yeah. I haven't seen Rachel all <laughs> Like she said in the show, I haven't seen her forever. I've been talking through her to te- to her through text, through like calls, but I haven't seen her like in person so forever. A new hair color, right? Right. I had to. I had to try something slightly new. Same no, style, I like the but brown. different color. Yeah, I like thanks. The brown. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, guys. So check us out on Instagram at wakeupcall.whip. We are on Spotify. Wake up call. We are on Apple Music. Wake up call. It's pretty straightforward. So if you can't find us, that's a you problem. All right. So, she gave it to you, <laughs> guys. Thank you so much for listening this morning. We are out, but we'll be back tomorrow, bright and early at nine a.m. Um, thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great day. See y'all tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not sure you know, I'm not sure you know, I'm not sure you know, I'm not sure you know.